if you take five people in a group who are collaborating together and you ask each of them what it means to keep and honor commitment to each other, you're probably going to have five different answers. Sure, some of them might be similar, but if you think about how an organism is going to work together and move together, it's a lot more useful and productive to have a similar understanding of what it means to keep a commitment to each other. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 54 of The Art of We. This is your host, Krista. Will is not joining us today. He is preoccupied, so I'm going to hold it down for us. And I'm going to share more about why we believe agreements are so important inside of relationships, both at home and at work. Today, I'm going to focus on two aspects that apply to both the home relationship and the work relationship. And especially the home relationship, if you are creating a partnership that has big goals, big visions, both for your partnership, but also what the two of you want to accomplish together. To help describe the first aspect or reason why we believe agreements are so important, I'm going to use the analogy of guardrails on a very steep, windy, and curvy mountain road. For those of you who have driven on this kind of road before, it can be really scary, especially if I'm imagining there weren't any guardrails on the road. There's so many things that could happen. We could go too fast unknowingly around a corner. We might look away for a moment and all of a sudden there's a car that we're about to collide into. There might be a biker or a pedestrian on the road itself that we have to swerve and either go towards the mountain or off of the mountain. There might be an animal that jumps right in front of us. There's so many things that could happen inside of this mountain drive that if we didn't have the guardrails, we would probably either be dead or seriously injured. From my perspective, a relationship without agreements is like driving on this steep, curvy, dangerous mountain road without guardrails. You probably know what I mean. If you're just going along, you think everything's okay, and then all of a sudden before you know it, there's like some big rupture or somebody's negatively impacted or we unknowingly say something that creates a tension between us that wasn't considering the other person. And then all of a sudden, we're not so happy-go-lucky anymore. We're like, oh, we're in it again. And the steeper the mountain, the harder we can fall. Meaning if we're going towards really big goals in our relationships, whether it's at home or in business, and we have a long way to go, if we keep falling from tall heights together, at some point we're like trying to climb back up to get back on the road together, to get back towards moving our vision forward to get to the destination we want to get to. But that climb up the side of the mountain together can be just relentlessly tiring 
And if we don't have agreements to really support us to keep us on track together, to keep us from falling off the cliff, then it can be so much harder to want to stay in the relationship. Or we stay in the relationship anyway, but it's ultimately pretty dysfunctional and not satisfying and really hard to get where we want to go. With explicit relationship agreements, we can catch these unintentional mini misses that are going to happen no matter what, but we can catch them quicker and we can be more awake to them. If we're going a little bit too fast, we can wake up and slow down because we have these guardrails. If we get blindsided by something that comes in that we weren't aware of, we can be in relationship together through these agreements. We can figure out how to move forward rather than be blaming each other or judging each other for how we reacted or how we're being with each other. I think it's important to recognize that most people seriously don't want to be falling off the cliff. So it's about understanding that when we are going a little bit too fast around the corner and our wheels start to go off the road or they start to cross the middle line, that it's not because we want to crash and burn. Usually it's a place where we just need to wake up a little bit or we need to be challenged in how we're being with the world, in this case with the gas pedal, such that we're putting ourselves or our relationship or our business at risk. It wasn't until Will and I got together that I've had the experience of having these explicit relationship agreements, and they have been an absolute game changer for our relationship. Not only do we have the context of our relationship being a place where we want to support each other and growing and waking up, but then when things go off the rails a bit, so to speak, we have these agreements that keep us from literally falling off the cliff and having to climb out of painful, traumatic ruptures. Our agreements also keep us from having those little tiny ruptures or consistent, nagging, irritable little things that are in the way, that are in the relationship field that never get resolved, that actually keeps us from growing together and meeting our goals and really being able to live into the vision of what's possible for our relationship. After this quick break, you'll hear the second reason why we believe that having agreements are so important for relationships both at home and at work. I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Welcome back. I'm going to get into the second reason why we believe agreements are so important in our relationships at home and at work. By the way, we have way more than two reasons why agreements are important, but to keep it succinct, I decided just to focus on these two today. This one, I'm going to go at it 
more from the business perspective, but it totally relates to an intimate partnership as well. One of the greatest challenges that people have when they come together as partners, as business partners, or on some level of deep collaboration or a group of people is the challenge of having mismatched understandings of how to do relationships. If you think about it, there are people that are coming together from very different backgrounds, from different cultures, from different cultures inside of their families, from different teachers and mentors about what it means to be in relationship and how to do relationship. So what usually happens is two or more people come together, whether it's co-founders and business partners or a company that's being created, this group of people comes together and every single person has a different view of how to do a relationship. And then there's a very different mixture of perspectives about that. And then they're trying to move something that's very important forward into the world, whether it's a goal or a mission or a vision or a big collaboration. And yet they're all having a little bit of a different internal dialogue and language about how to be with each other and how to work together. For example, if you take five people in a group who are collaborating together and you ask each of them what it means to keep and honor commitment to each other, you're probably going to have five different answers. Sure, some of them might be similar, but if you think about how an organism is going to work together and move together, it's a lot more useful and productive to have a similar understanding of what it means to keep a commitment to each other. Another example is the difference in how people come to the table about how to address conflict or disagreements. If you think about the family system and how different people and family systems address conflict, and you think about that none of these people have worked together before, and they're all somewhat new together, and they're all addressing conflict and disagreements in a different way, it's likely to create a lot of residue maybe resentment and things in the way of being able to work productively together. Some people are trained not to address disagreements. Some people are trained to argue until they get their own way. Others are trained to attempt to find a middle ground. So the opportunity here around agreements is that we're able to really get clear on what we're agreeing to and defining what we're talking about. For many years, I was a consultant bringing in a particular methodology into businesses. And this methodology is called The Collaborative Way. You can find it at thecollaborativeway.com. It was an extraordinary methodology, which was basically about agreeing to put practices in place inside of companies. And there's very similar to what we're talking about here. One agreement, for example, was to listen generously to each other. Now, what it means to listen to somebody is vastly different from person to person to person. And because this is the case, part of what we would do is to help define what it means to listen generously. In this case, listening generously is very different from the regular type of listening that most people use with each other, which is to listen to debate, to listen to be right, to listen to fix, to listen to come up with how they're gonna respond versus listening generously in short is about listening with a wide opening listening, being very aware of the filters that we listen to so we can set those aside and to actually hear the value of what the person is saying before we try or attempt to make a response or fix something or 
change that person's mind, for example. When we're in partnership or we're working together and we all have the same agreement about practicing listening generously and we all have the similar understanding about what that means, the level of capacity, strength, and ability to collaborate is tenfold, if not a hundredfold. It's like putting a super juicy, yummy oil in the motor and having it run really well and having you be relevant and competitive in the marketplace and or really on fire in your partnerships at home and at work. When I first learned about the collaborative way and I committed to taking these practices, these agreements into my life, both personally and professionally, that was a moment that my life changed in a really big way. It was almost like going and taking the bull by the horns and really creating a life, both professionally and personally, that was very intentional and had a lot of focus and, and direction to it, rather than just kind of going about seeing what comes my way, finding my way, kind of ho-hum. And when we bring in these agreements with each other, we become accountable. And that's a game changer for many people is when we're accountable to somebody else and not just accountable to ourselves, it's like turning the volume up. And for me and the type of person that I am, it becomes very inspiring and inspiring challenges that are often uncomfortable, but result in outcomes that are deeply meaningful. In closing, if you're interested in hearing more about the specific agreements that we have then keep listening to the Art of We podcast. If you go to the, some of the very early episodes, like one through 20, it's basically outlining many of our agreements in our marriage that we ended up turning into marriage vows. And in the future, we're gonna be talking about also agreements that we bring into business partnerships. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, if you're enjoying this podcast, it would be so amazing for us to receive a review from you on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are really important feedback points for us to understand how the podcast is doing. Is it providing you value? Are there other things that you wanna hear about? So please go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. It would be so meaningful to us. Thank you and see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.